Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Jared Yellen. Jared, you are the founder of Sela Labs. You're the co-founder of Changemaker Ventures, and you're found on the web at jaredyellen.com. Jared, thanks so much for joining us. Gosh, man, honored to be here. Like, uh, your, your passion is just contagious, so let's well, rock and roll. Thank you. Are you kidding? I get to talk with smart people, uh, you know, and, and exchange brilliant ideas on a daily basis. It's the best job in the world. Are you kidding? Yes. But thank you so much. You're uh, also down the road, you're in Naples, uh, and you're doing great things there. Well, give us a, a high-level overview of your work and what you do. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been an entrepreneur for 16 years. I've launched a lot of companies. I've had a few really good runs. I've also had some wonderful learning experiences as well. <laughs> um, I'm what you call a non-tech tech founder. So there's yeah. not an engineering bone in my entire body. I know how to write marketing copy and I know how to sell. Uh, 10 years ago, I launched a company called Sinduit. And the vision for Sinduit was to build this really integrated SaaS platform. Uh, specifically, it was going to be the simplest marketing software in the world. But as a non-tech tech founder, I didn't really know where to begin that process. So I just started by selling myself as a copywriter. I got two very high profile clients. We did a performance deal. I really performed. I made them millions of dollars. And very quickly, that led to an agency of 400 people like them because they told everybody about me. So mm -hmm. Sinduit became this very successful digital and creative agency. But for me, that was a means to an end. I wanted to launch this tech product. I, uh, in 2013, had more clarity on what that product would do. So I hired a firm out of Boston to build it. And the firm did what most software development firms do, which is take advantage of the non-tech tech founders. Mm -hmm. So a product that was supposed to take uh, 10 months and $750,000 took 10 months to get halfway there with another bill of 1.5 million to get us to the finish line. But there's silver lining in everything. That experience led me to meet my CTO of today, whose name is Mani. Mani previously lived in India before we worked together. Uh, I met him when he was living in the US and Mani not only is a great engineer, but he's an even better leader. And he became my CTO of Sinduit in 2014 once we finished working with that vendor. And it'll give us the chance to really do Sinduit right. Uh, we built our own team starting in 2014 in, in the US and Canada and also in India as well. Mani knew how to hire and attract the greatest talent in the entire country. And that is a huge competitive advantage in tech. And it was amazing. It was really a special experience. But the one catch was everybody in India was a contractor. And it's very hard to retain contractors in India for a variety of reasons. But most mm. importantly, their income is not recognized by banks. So they can't get personal loans for anything. So wow. really, it's suboptimal. And I wanted to solve this for them. So I set up a company in India that I own in 2017 so I can employ the team. Uh, we doubled the team the same month that we let that deployed that company because it was just easier to hire. And that was our catalyst for Sinduit to get to over 40,000 active paying users today. That's a little bit of my background, how I got into tech. But what I'm doing today is the most exciting thing I've ever done in my life. Um, in 2020, I woke up one random day in April and I realized I'm officially obsolete at Sinduit. Uh, we have 40 people on the team. They run everything. And being obsolete as an entrepreneur is the ultimate of success, in my opinion. I was very happy about this. And I wanted to officially declare it. So I gave four key people on my team some meaningful equity. And I said, just keep me obsolete and the equity is all yours. And they've really done a special job of that. So in May of 20 
2020, I declared this was my moonshot month. I have two beautiful children, a beautiful wife. Our life is set. Sindhu, it's a great company. This is a time to shake the world or go down trying. And as I started thinking about the moonshot, what hit me was my desire to launch 10,000 tech companies in 10 years. Listen, I know it sounds legitimately crazy, like 10,000 tech companies. Why not 100? That would be amazing. Yeah, right. 1,000. Well, 100 is easy and I don't do easy and 1,000 is practical and I don't do practical. So 10,000 was just the next logical increment. So I called up Monty. I said, Monty, I want to co-found a new company with you that's going to launch 10,000 tech companies in 10 years. Are you in? He was in, and that led to the birth of Sela Labs. And Sela Labs is a very unique tech incubator. People come to us with their tech idea or their tech minimum viable product. They present it to us, and there's four criteria that we assess. The person, the idea, the competition, and our ability to scale quickly. If it's all validated, we co-found with that person, and we build a tech empire. We have 55 companies in the portfolio since June of 2020, mm-hmm. so this has accelerated very quickly, and we're on our road to 10,000, and we will get there. The moonshot is happening. We're about to land on the moon in 10 years from now. So how do you do that? How do you how do you do that kind of volume? Yeah, so it's it's I have I really am blessed. This is a universe-driven company. We have such an incredible team. There's over 200 people on the team right now. We hire about 10 people a week. Uh, what we've set up in India is extremely unique. Um, we are truly able to recruit from anywhere. We've integrated mm-hmm. ourselves into four top universities. We are their apprenticeship program now for their fourth year engineering students. They literally just come work for us. They're supposed to not get paid. We still pay them still because that feels weird. Um, (laughs) And they're amazing. They're young, hungry, eager talent. And then they're trained by us, then join us full time. We recruit from Amazon, Uber, Facebook. They leave these jobs in India to come work with us because it's a better opportunity. They get paid as well. And in addition to that, they become CTOs of portfolio companies. So we have just built incredible process masters I believe in, in linear process in business. So create a line between where you are and where you want to be and find some way to stick to that line as often as possible. So we've literally created a path from idea to MVP, and now we're working on MVP to exit. So the plan is anyone that we say yes to that says yes to us will enter in the front and come out the back, and that'll be an exit for them. It's not easy, but it's completely feasible, and it's all based on the fact we have such an extraordinary team. Uh, so someone is listening and they say, well, can I be number four, 56? What, what, who do they have to be? What do they have going on? What, you know, where should they be in terms of like, you know, access to budgets or, you know, any sort of resources, you know, personality wise, who are you looking for? Yeah, great question. To me, it's it's so interesting. I'm going to share a story to answer the question. Uh, one of our co-founders is this wonderful woman named Peggy. Uh, Peggy's in her 50s. She has six children. Um, she lives in, in Nebraska, and she is a farmer's wife, which I never knew was like a real job title, but it really is. Like the farmer works on the farm, and the farmer's wife is in the house running the business of the farm, and they own a 6,000-acre farm. Uh, last year, her husband came to her because her kids are in college or have graduated college and said, Peggy, let's double the farm. And she's like, I can't do it. And he's like, what do you mean? You never ever back down from a challenge. And she goes, do you see this legal pad right here? And he's like, yeah. She goes, this is how I run the farm. And I can't fit another farm on this legal pad. So like a wonderful man, he goes into the kitchen to solve the problem and brings back a second legal pad. And she's like, are you kidding me? She's like, you didn't really get what I'm saying. I don't want to have a second farm. And he's like, no, no, the second legal pad is not for the second farm. The second legal pad is for you to write down what you wish you could do, but you currently can't do. And she's like, well, that's really interesting. And she's a non-tech. Like, so she just started writing down the inefficiencies of the business of the farm. She started calling up all of her farmer wife's friends. They gave her ideas as well. And all of a sudden she had a 200 page document of everything she wished that she could do 
but current, couldn't currently do. And she ended up presenting it to our team. She went through our process. She's now the co-founder of a company called Field Pocket, which is completely disrupting the farming industry. It's an amazing product. It officially goes live very soon, uh, but already we have incredible traction. The point of the story is everyone is meant to launch a tech company. Everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're technical or not. Everyone has the ability to do this. And here is how. You must look at your world personally or professionally, or even people you know, and find some inefficiency that exists. What's happened in the past year with COVID has exposed tons of inefficiencies. So there's inefficiencies everywhere at this point. So find Mm -hmm. an inefficiency that matters to you and then begin to think about what do you wish you could do, but you currently can't do? Mm. So what's like the desired outcome? And in your mind, what's the solution to get there? Not a technical solution, but like, what are the things that you would need to piece together to get to that outcome? If you've gotten to that point, we're ready to hear from you. And you literally just present that to us. We've had over 4,000 people to submit ideas to us since June of 2020. So it's been idea overflow. It's amazing. It's really cool. And of those 4,000 ideas, probably about 95% of them were napkins, literally napkins. People like wrote down their idea on a napkin and they submitted the napkin, not literally, but not too much more than that. And that gave us a chance to start to assess the actual concept. And then it went through our process where there was an idea review session, a chance to pitch the idea, a technological viability assessment, a character assessment. And if everything checks out, you become number 47 on our list of tech companies. And we, we have 46 right now, plus we have 10 of our own that we're incubating that our team has thought of. So we're 50 wow. companies in the portfolio. Yeah. Um, so what are the advantages to partnering with Sela Labs as opposed to, I'm just going to go and, you know, uh, just kind of figure it out on my own, maybe just watch a bunch of YouTube videos and I don't know, figure out how to code, figure out how to hire on Upwork or other contractors, hire some VAs. I don't know what, whatever the other options are that people normally do. Yeah. So it's, it's so interesting, Josh, you say this. So I, I created this company to scratch my own itch. Like mm-hmm. after what I experienced when I outsourced development, I declared that I wanted to make sure no one had that experience again, because tech creates the greatest chance for impact, impact on the world and also economically for you. If you can crack the code on tech, there's no business like it. Like, and, and we see these examples, right? Like Clubhouse came out of nowhere. Literally, yeah. it's non-revenue producing. And it just got valued at $20 billion. Or <laughs> Kajabi is a membership platform. I'm sure many of your, your listeners know about Kajabi. It's a membership platform. Pretty basic technology. Nothing too crazy. Just raised $550 million and a $2 billion valuation. They are cash flowing though. But the point of the story is that when you can crack the code on tech, which isn't impossible, although it feels that way, it creates seismic impact in the world and a really great life for you as well. So when I when I had this personal experience that I did get back up from, I rebounded. Most wouldn't. I mean, I put two years and $2 million into that first version of Synduit, and I ended up scrapping it to start over because it made more financial sense to start from scratch than to try to fix what was broken. And I realized the only real solution is co-foundership. Because if you have an idea, there's only two paths besides for how we've set up the relationship with all of our co-founders. One path is you go out and you try to find a software development firm. And I'm pro software development firms Mm -hmm. for big companies. Like if Coca-Cola wants to build a new app, go and hire a software development firm. Because if they go over budget by a million dollars, it doesn't affect Coke, right? Like, But if you as someone that has a startup idea, like you have a finite budget and it's literally guaranteed the software development firm is going to fail. And here's why. Your values are misaligned. Mm. Your goal as the entrepreneur 
is that you want to pay as little as possible yes. and get much done as quickly as possible. Right. And guess what the value of the software development firm is? They want you to pay as much as possible and have it take as long as possible because that's how they make the most money. It's just value misalignment. Like wow. it's just, just never going to work. And when you're an entrepreneur working at a software development firm, you're a moving target. That's just reality. Like you're mm -hmm. in vision mode. You thought of a new idea in the shower. You're going to tell the engineer. They're going to mm -hmm. take the word seriously and nothing is going to get done. And your story will be very similar to mine. The other path is you try to find a tech co-founder. And that's just hard. I mean, because you don't yeah. just need like a token engineer. This isn't like, oh, I'm going to go on Upwork and hire one person. Like that's not what you need. Like you need a tech team. Like you need a co-founder that's tech that understands how to be a leader and attract other engineers to join if you're actually going to build a tech company. There's a huge difference between building like a product, which is awesome, nothing against it, but building a tech company requires a team. And I just know how long it takes to build that team. Like it is really, really challenging to do that. So that's why this path is best for somebody that has an idea and has this burning desire to have that idea turn into an actual company. Because when we get involved, we're not just building the product. Like we build the product, we go to market, we do sales, customer support, legal, fundraising, financing, admin. We build the company to go international. We set up the company for an exit. So we are integrated literally as your co-founder within the concept of your idea. And we blow up the idea too. Like the idea is always good to start with, but when we get involved, like we take the idea to the next level. That's the reason why over 4,000 people have submitted their ideas to us in a very short period of time. Yeah, no kidding. So um, in terms of like total, I mean, you know, projects can vary wild, wildly, of course. You know, with my other company, Savings Angel, we spend a lot of money on development. Um, tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, so not a lot, but you know, it was uh, certainly it, it was mean. It was a meaningful investment to us. You know, I thankfully, you know, had enough of a tech background that I was able to create, you know, using some off-the-shelf products and MVP. Like at least it was a concept. Now it was wildly inefficient at doing what it needed to do, <laughs> but at least then we could kind of see. Okay, now we know what we really don't want. <laughs> In you know, kind of this next kind of a SaaS kind of uh, platform that 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 we ultimately custom designed, but yeah, it was a it was a pain. And I got to tell you that one of the biggest challenges too, and um, you know, for someone who's not hired a lot of developers, the project management of that can be really fraught with peril <laughs> and uh, and 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 just nightmare situations. Um, and I think some of it comes down to, you know, maybe cultural differences, um, you know, depending on where you hire, um, you know, with experience, you'll learn uh, that there are certain countries that when you hire and work with the developer, you get a lot of, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Yes. We'll do it exactly. And they didn't, uh, there was, it was not understood. Like it, and and that's that's really frustrating having been through that process. And that's just like one example of where this can go wrong. So I've been doing this for a long time now. Like yeah. I really understand tech, understand how to how to build team. I understand it all. Here's the number one reason why it it feels that way. Like the yes, yes, yes scenarios, right? It's the fact that there's not clarity. When mm. somebody in the non-tech has an idea, they think they're speaking into someone that can hear them the mm. way they hear themselves, and they just don't hear it that way. There has to be somebody in between the person with the idea and the engineer that's actually writing the code. 
And that's actually two different people. There needs to be someone that owns the product, which is not the actual entrepreneur. So it's the product manager. And there needs to be somebody like Mani, who's my CTO, who's able to take someone that has this like audacious idea, bring it down to a place of milestones, and then explain exactly what needs to get done to the engineer. So they're working with two-week sprints. What makes what we do really unique is we take a minimum viable approach to everything that we build. Mm-hmm. People come to us with very ambitious tech ideas. Like, wildly ambitious ideas. And we love it. Like that farming product is an example. That product will take about three and a half years to build, but we would never build something for three and a half years. That's crazy. It means there's no data, no cash flow. We're just guessing three and a half years, everybody's needs change. So our approach is within 90 to 120 days, we must have a product that can cash flow. Must. Now what that means is we're not duct taping the product together. Like what we build is perfect, but we might not build 192 features. We might build 19. Because 19 features is enough features for us to go to market, get cash flow, collect data, and then continue to build from there because we have feedback from user. That farming technology, three and a half year build, will end up taking about 73 days to go from idea to MVP. And it's a really good MVP that solves a problem in the market that we can cash flow so we can then continue to, to build and go forward. But for any of you out there that have a tech idea, like or you want to, but you don't let yourself think that way. I just ask you to give yourself the permission, like open up your mind to seeing yourself as someone that might be able to become a tech entrepreneur. Because of our our 46 right now, we have one person that's technical and the other 45, they're non-technical, but they're Mm. able to see inefficiency either in community. So we define a community as a country or even like literally a community, inefficiency in industry. So we've built a lot of industry technology. We're building a really cool product in the insurance adjusting industry, another cool product in the real estate investment industry, a really cool product in the financial services industry right now. So industry tech is very fascinating. And then there's world tech. And world tech is usually the most risky tech um, because you're going after a huge market. You might think it's not, but it is. That's the riskiest tech because it's a really big market. And how do you attack the world? But those are also really fun ventures as long as you're crystal clear on what are you building what is the inefficiency that you're solving? And then from there, what's the go-to-market strategy? So let's pretend we do this. Like, how are we going to start to get users so that we can then build upon those users? I believe in a $0 launch. Every single company I've ever launched, even when there's a lot of money, I'm like, we have no money to launch. So what are we going to do? <laughs> how are we launch? There's no dollars. Like, there's $0 to put into budget. Here's why I think this way. I personally don't like Mark Zuckerberg. I'm not a fan of him and I can't stand Facebook. I think it's a, I think the company is right. really ruining the world right now in, right. in a significant way. So why would I put money into Facebook? Because I don't like him. What I'd rather do is build strategic alliance. Yeah. I'd rather focus on business development where I build meaningful long-term relationships, win-win outcome, because when you be, win-win outcome, what happens is an industry person promotes your product you collect the cash first and then you pay them a percentage of the sales and you build a relationship for life. There's no relationship for life between any of you watching this or listening to this and Mark Zuckerberg or Facebook, but there's no relationship there whatsoever. So I focus on relationship-based marketing and all of our companies launch this way. We highlight what we call our power 100, the power 100 are the 100 optimal relationships to launch any product through. And we identify them, we classify them, and then we tell them you're in our power 100. We want you to come out of the gates with us. Let's build some noise, let's build some energy. It's going to lead to a massive win-win outcome. We enroll them, we indoctrinate them, and then they go to market with us. And it's like a sales force that's going to the market with us and everybody yeah. wins in the process. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Jared Yellen, this is all very exciting. And so uh, again, to someone who's been listening, they're like, okay, I got to be a part of this. <laughs> so your website, Sila 
labs.com and that's C-I-L-A. Uh, and I know that's an acronym for something. Um, I just, where did I see it here? Uh, create, innovate, launch, and accelerate. That's the CELO method. So CELOlabs.com. Uh, anything that someone should look for when they're on your, on your site? Yeah, there's a tab there. Let's unite. Just fill out the application. It's a fun process. It takes about 30 to 45 minutes to fill out the initial assessment. Our team mm-hmm. reviews every assessment thoroughly. Guaranteed you'll hear back from them either with more questions or you'll make it through that first step. Step two is the Shark Tank opportunity. It's a chance for you to pitch us. So you literally come and you present your idea to our idea review team. Um, They're going to offer a ton of value on that call. So they're going to help you see what you don't see within your idea. Uh, After that meeting, uh, the idea review team meets with our CTO, Mani. Um, to talk about technological viability, milestones, et cetera. So we have some idea of what it's going to take. And if they believe that you are right for us and we're right for you, then you talk to me. And what I'm really focusing on is our marriage because it's a co-foundership. Like we're going to get married and I want to make sure this is going to be a healthy marriage before we actually get married. So I'm doing a quick character assessment to see what your values are, share our values as well. That call is either a hell's yes or a hell's no. That's the moment. We're like, we just know this is going to be a forever or never. And either is perfect. Like either is perfect. And that's the chance where we invite you to move forward with us, co-found the company. And if you co-found with us, we've done a lot of due diligence at this point. So I can't say there's no risk, but I can say the risk is so minute because there's six reasons why most tech companies fail. First Mm. is bad technology. So that's a huge reason. Second is the inability to actually scale the technology. The third reason is your ability to to cash flow quickly. The fourth reason is outside financing. The fifth reason is management. And the sixth reason is exit. All of those things we take responsibility for as your co-founder. So we just dramatically reduce your risk of failure. And then you have a co-founder, like we're in it to win it with you. So yeah, I'd love to invite you to check it out and uh, see what comes from it. Josh, you too, man. I'd love to see some of your innovation as well and see if we can co-found some companies together. Sounds great. Jared Yellen, CELA Labs. Thanks so much for joining us, Jared. Thank you. Honored to be here. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120 thousand social media fans totally free now can you also hook us up now in your podcast player right now please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review we promise to read it all and take action we believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world your feedback helps us fulfill that mission and while you're at it hit that subscribe button you know why tomorrow that's right seven days a week You are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.